Blog Talk Radio. WIJSF.com. Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally through events, concerts, performances, clinics, lectures, workshops, articles, interviews, newsletters, courses, contacts, research, history, archives, websites, film, audio and video recordings, and recognition. Visit us at WIJSF.com. You're listening to blogtalkradio.com slash musicwoman with your host, Diva JC.
Saturday afternoon. This is Dr. Diva JC, and I'm here in Atlanta. Yep. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful day. I was out in it, and I'm here now with my dear friend and the amazing basses, Lady Basses from Lady, this lady got chops. Because if she didn't, she wouldn't have worked with the likes of Jerry Allen, Cindy Blackman, Joe Henderson, and a host of other people. So, hi, Kim. It's Hi. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing all right. Okay. So, this Mm -hmm. show usually runs on Friday, but because you had to drive... We had a jersey yesterday. We made it mm-hmm. for today. Thank you. Appreciate well, that. Well, thank you. Thank you for accommodating me with this conversation. So, you are the founder of Lady cool. Gotcha, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so a nonprofit. <laughs> it's, huh? Lady Gotcha. Right, the Lady Got Chops name um, I invented, but the original Lady Got Chops was with uh, with um, uh, uh, the owners of the Jazz Spot, who just passed last year, Lilith Myers and her daughter Tisha. We it was an idea that we thought of to try to bring traffic to their club, and also to honor women during the history uh, during Women's History Month March. <laughs> 
So that's where that came from. But it became a 501c3 uh, 10 years, 15 years down the line. So, yeah. But okay, uh, so it, we, we were, so while the club was open, we were based there. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the nonprofit is what, three years old now? Um, it, we started in uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're seven years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. you do a calendar for the month of March. Right. Every year. And tell us every how year. that works. I didn't hear you. Tell us how what? How did that come how about? Okay. How did it come well, about? Like I said, how it came about is that, like I said before, um, uh, I found I I met this this uh, mother and daughter team that rented a room that put jazz in there for nine years. I'm encapsulating, and then when I, once I met them after a few years they were after they were open, we um, I was teaching myself HTML to try to diversify my profile, <laughs> my economic profile. You know, uh, as a musician, you know you can't always just, well, sometimes you can. I've kind of been pretty lucky, but. I was teaching myself, and I and um, I put up a calendar for her club. And then when it came time for March, uh, we decided to start this festival. And that's when I learned how to um, basically, basically, learn the code to putting everything into a calendar that expands. When you put, you know, when you put information in it, it'll expand to fit the, you know, the size of the information. And that's kind of kind of how we got started making the actual calendar. So I made a, uh, I got a site and I started, you know, creating this calendar. But that didn't happen until the club was closed. I will say, what we first did was, um, um, I made their personal calendar. But then when their club closed, I made the Lady Got Chop Women's History Month Music Arts uh, calendar starting in 2010. So if you go to LadyGotChops.com/slash/2020-10-calendar. Each year from then until now, you'll see a calendar with the same kind of, pretty much the same kind of um, format. It's got a color, it's got the, it, and some links, and then it's got all the information of the ladies that were, you know, that I might have met or that I thought uh, had some interesting uh, contributions to the history of jazz or, you know, do fitness, you know, because I think that's one of the major parts that we have to take care of our bodies no matter what. And then there's the historical aspect. You know, I might put, um, um, well, I have put uh, a link to Nika, which uh, Nika the Baroness, who took care of Charlie Parker and and the Thelonious Monk. So I put links on there that I thought would be important, especially when COVID came and all the gigs started just disappearing. You you see that in, in the calendar of I think it was 2019 calendar, and it started off well, and then the next thing you know, I had to create this little icon that shows that the, the gig had been, so you can look through the calendar and see where all the gigs were canceled during that year, during that month. So, yeah, this is, um, it's been, uh, it's, it's, it's something that I, I kind of like doing. It's um, not only do I um, uh, create and try to maintain this calendar, uh, but I also try to get some work for the people, for some groups. There was um, some groups that that we were able to financially back, 
but this is not like a festival where, you know, where you go to a location and uh, you're taking care of your hotels, taking care of and all this. I don't have that kind of money yet. We're still don't, we're still not functioning on that level yet. Where as if you were going to the Newport Jazz Festival where they fly you in, you have a hotel and you have your food allowance and you get paid and you get to go, you know, or wherever and leave all on pretty much on their on in their budget. I don't have that kind of budget. It's still grassroots. So um if I can get a person uh women work during the month, um and the club owner is um struggling maybe i can shoot them some money from what we've raised uh we've also um financed certain groups that were um totally financed by lady got shops we just paid for the band and uh for the for the performance so we did a few of those over the years but like i said before it's still grassroots uh i'm uh hoping to get larger <laughs> get but uh, basically, it's the calendar. We're just trying to, you know, big up the ladies during three months, and that's basically what it is. It's pretty, pretty simple. Uh, okay. And what is your, you said you're sponsored by the Jazz Foundation of America. Um, okay. They they sponsored me a couple of years when I was when we were still in the in the um, club. And we wanted to do uh, a promotion. Like I was doing handheld promotion. I would like make letters, uh, posters and flyers. I made posters and we put them in all of the clubs that uh, were participating in the festival. And so I would make like these banners from Vistaprint. And uh, and then also we would might make uh, some cups, T-shirts. We did that for a while. Uh so it was just basically a promotional. They give me like I guess the best we the most I've ever had was like three hundred dollars I think in a year for this to help out. So you know make these banners and give them to all the clubs that were um, participating. But I the last couple of years since COVID I haven't really done that. I haven't really made banners and given given them to all of the participants. I just like okay whatever it's global. Whoever's working wherever, you let me know you're doing something somewhere, and I'll put you up on the calendar, and that's pretty much it. But um, we also have a club in Peekskill, which is um, the Peekskill Bean Runner, and they're they're down with the program during the whole month of um, the whole month of March. They feature women for their whole entire weekend catalog, so their weekend um, bookings rather for Friday and Saturday, and some maybe sometimes Sunday. It'll be all women's group or women-led groups. I try to encourage women to hire other women, um, come in like, I'm the singer and I have all guys, you know, um, at least have two or three women in the band, at least, and if not all, you know, it would be nice. And then I could put their names down. But, um, yeah, so the Bean Runner has a very interesting, they gave me the whole entire thing before the, the, the festival got started, and I was able to open up the calendar this year with, with their uh, contribution. But there's no real um, the funding that I've gotten. I've uh, I've done um, uh, Facebook birthday uh, funding and uh, made a couple of made about two thousand dollars one year. And then so we paid uh, different bands. Let me see what band that was. Paid. We paid different bands that were at the church. We were at the church. You can go and see them online. And we paid 
weeks for each band member and the band leader. It was 2020, 2018, 2018. You see. No. Yeah, Brooklyn Center for the Arts, uh, they they partners with us, so they, um, let's see, Brooklyn Center for the Arts, Queen Mama Jazz Series. And so... Each of the weekends we paid the bands. We had uh, yeah. we had Karen Maynard. We had uh, we had Monette Suttler's Ladies Night Out, and we paid that whole group. And then we paid for Annette Aguilar. And then in Antoinette Montague, and but I mean we played we've had all these other bands that were just listed on the calendar, so I'll just list them. I don't charge them anything. I just list where were they working as an, in celebration of Women's History Month. I'm looking so. at the list of women that you have. You have 265 women. Yeah. Well, you know what's ironic. Yesterday, I added the 266 member who is a musician to women in jazz South Florida. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? So is That's your weird. name <laughs> is your name on this list? I don't. Yeah, I see your name. So mm-hmm. if yesterday we were at 265. And today, I mean, you know, <laughs> you you are at two sixty five. That's amazing. Uh-huh. And I bet we cross pollinate these two lists. Also, because mind, of how my whole idea of the special came from you anyway. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, you know, we've been feeding each other musically since the the eighties. So right, you know. Well, that is not a surprise to me, but that the numbers are that tight, you know, 265. Wow, we need to go play that number, with. Maybe we'll <laughs> win the lottery. <laughs> it wouldn't be bad. I, hey, listen, you never know. Yeah. I've been seeing double digits everywhere. So who knows? Maybe we'll get a grant and we can just combine this and get everybody organized into something, you know, and you positive think- and and beautiful, some of the festivals I've been to in Europe were just phenomenal, you know, North Sea and all those, Corey Jazz Festival, you know, but that's, they're, they're well organized. They have crews, they have, you know, uh, they've got, they've got their craft together. <laughs> they really have it together, you know. I'm just one bass player trying to not, trying to stay healthy, trying to make the little gigs, and just trying to keep moving, basically. Okay, you know? so you say... The 21st anniversary, Lady Gottschalk's Women's History Month Music mm-hmm. and Arts Festival mm-hmm. featured, and, and history is no S in it, so I got to put an S in it, <laughs> featured the music of living jazz legend, educator, composer, Pianist Bertha Hope. 
Mm-hmm. So this is the centennial of Elmo Holmes, uh-huh. husband right. that uh, played bebop piano. Right. And the promotion yes, was, um... of women in the arts and sciences. So mm-hmm. I read a statistic yesterday that I thought you would find interesting. Okay. But I have to pre-qualify So, in 2017, I published my doctoral dissertation, Women Mm -hmm. in Jazz, Music Publishing and Marketing. Mm -hmm. In that book, I had a statistic, the global net worth, no, the global worth value money earned in the global music industry was $21 billion. That mm-hmm. was five years ago. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I read the 2021 report that said in 2021, it was 39.5. So now in 2023, it's got to be over $40 billion. But I contend that women still only earn 15 to 20% of that. Sure. So if women earn 5 more percent, that would be 2 million. I'm sorry. If women earn 5% more. more of the 40-plus billion-dollar music industry, that would be $2 billion. And we could do a lot Mm. with $2 billion. Sure. And that's not that much to ask that we're going from 20 to 25% of the earnings because what I figured out, Kim, is that women, through their taxes, through their taxes, women pay for gender discrimination in corporate control, public funding, and the music marketplace because of their lack of business acumen. Sure. So we've got to step up the business part. That's okay. true. We, 20, just 5 more percent, 5% more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would give us well, $2 billion. That's true. Um, billion, I, not million, billion, two billion dollars. <laughs> because the, the right. music industry is a forty-plus billion dollar industry. I mean, I when has say, jazz ever? I mean, do you see that that would be money, right? <laughs> 
in in jazz, just jazz alone. Do you see? Do you see that kind of money in jazz? They don't respect the art form. Do you think it? I don't know. Those are stats, but that's that's given into uh, those are stats concerning all music forms. Yes. Are you talking? Yes. Oh. All right, but look. So, have you heard of the sixteen nineteen project? Sure. Do you know that there's a whole part of it about black music? No. I didn't. Yeah, there's a whole portion of the 1619 project that is about black music in America. Mm-hmm. And how music from all over the planet comes from particularly jazz, rock, rhythm, and blues. Mm-hmm. And then there's funk. All of that came from black music. Okay. So, you know, I see this lack of women earning money to be an opportunity. If Hmm. we take the work that you've done, the work that we've done, and we we delineate that, and, and if you get a chance, look at the grant that I sent you. Okay. All right. And we start working together to get the these these grants. The grants are out mm-hmm. there. Okay. Yes. Just that we don't go after them. No. But there's, there's a lot of rigmarole, so to speak, that goes along with that too. You know, there's um, a lot of red tape, you know. Well, we're on the what? radio, so I'll keep my, my thoughts to myself. <laughs> no, this is the time I, to talk about it. Because okay, we've okay. got to get a point what? across to the funders that, you know, we are the women that are coming after these grants. They will say, well, women don't apply for money. Well, we're applying for uh, money. You, I, think, I, think the, I think our problem a lot of times is that we, we are not in the positions of the folks that have control of the monies. We are tending to go and asking about these monies as opposed to working in careers that deal with these these, these um the reins of all these monies, and I, uh, it's a lot of chasing. It's a lot of, um, it's a lot of, ac- not academic. It's, um, uh, can't think of the word. <laughs> it, it's something that's not artistic. It's it's something that's, what is it? It's politics. You say it's business act. It's business acumen, sure. But what? Okay, the politics. Okay, you mentioned politics. I'm noticing that a lot of young people are getting good jobs, and they, if they know you, and they know what you do, they will support you. 
But uh, there's like a divide between the ages. There's a divide between the colors. There's a divide between the sexes. There are divides that we have not branched because we tend to talk amongst ourselves and don't and and really don't utilize or don't know to reach out to these these um, these people because they don't know we exist and we don't know they exist. This is a big global world now. And more and more people are finding out more and more things about one another. Um, but they're utilizing your ideas to do their own thing, which is cool. Um, but to organize them into one one group or into one kind of um, one kind of focus is a massive. That's a massive task, I think. Um, when you think about the ninety nine percent, remember how those kids were like. You know, protesting, like about what is it? About five, ten years ago, they were protesting, and they were staying down. Uh, they were, they were, um, they were sleeping down in the financial district, right? Do you remember? Vaguely, yeah. Do you remember that, young? Like, okay, yeah. and but they, if you interviewed them, they all had a different agenda, even though they were unified. And, it, and eventually they were basically swept away by the powers that be. The problem with us is that we we don't have a unified, I don't think we have a unified agenda. Um, I don't think we have the same kind of focus. We don't, we haven't been able to share enough of it. And I don't know if we need to be valuing ourselves by the amount of finances, because then when you have like large finances like that, who's going to, Who's the one that handles that? Are they honest? I mean, there's movie after movie about stuff like this. You know, like, okay, man is fallible. So what do you what What's the next move? Do we have a, Do we present our problems in a, a logical fashion to some kind of an AI that can figure out what's the best direction? And but then is the you know is it programmed to to, to benefit us or? You know, this is this is that's some massive stuff. You're talking about billions of dollars. I mean, where does it go? Billions of dollars. You could barely get like cash enough to, to buy a house out of your local bank, even though you put that money in there. So how are you going to get two billion? Your hands on two billion? I don't know. There's so many things. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. Like, okay, I'll just do my simple thing. Um, but I would like to, sure, I'd like to step it up. I, but I just need someone who's much more of a business mind than I am to help me. And if we join, sure, help me out. Help me understand the whole, all the ramifications because I'm um, I'm a senior and I want to learn how to play the bass better. I don't want to spend my entire life trying to chase down $2 billion from the outer space. I don't, I just don't know how I can do that. I know what I can contribute, and my my skills are limited there. I need to study more with uh, with the online situation. Uh, I need to go back to school, all that good stuff. But I don't think I can squeeze in all of these methods. I said I was looking at your bio, your curriculum vitae. And I was like, oh Lord, you have been so busy as a person, and I'm just I'm just trying to get my Barry Harris up there. <laughs> Yeah, well, I just want to understand this music. Uh, and see, I've also been other other sciences that I'm into, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 learning about my family, my family background, and genetic things, and 
watching what's the current of of health and what science is doing. I, that's more my bent than, you know, chasing the uh, ever elusive star of of you know uh, of this music industry. I think the music industry is controlled by people who want to sell things. If you have pimples, they'll make you a star because they want to sell pimple cream. You feel me? <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're large, you know, say maybe you have big feet. Okay, the big feet store will promote you because they want sales. And when you get a little older, they'll kick you to the side too. This is what I'm seeing in my observation. So unless you have something that's saleable about your thing that they want to sell, the rest of it is like, okay, uh, is it is it personality? Do you have a personality that you can that they can um, use? You know, and then when you get big, like if you have a a, a massive appeal, then you, you cause too much problems. They they ice you, Michael Jack, you know, Prince. I mean, I don't know. I just want to keep it quiet. So, what is your what is your secret? to longevity in jazz? My secret to longevity in jazz. Um, my particular, knowing yourself, know your strengths and your weaknesses. Some people are more, and I'm thinking of like astrology here right now. Um, like some people are more fiery and they're very, they're very, uh, Comfortable in the eye of the public. Some people are more airy and they're like better bookworms. They learn more things privately. Some people are uh, are, um, just like solid and thick. They're earthy and they're like solid and they got all the business stuff down and they're really set. And then you have the watery people who are emotional and sensitive and, you know, distracted. But that what is, is though, if you know, if you know, longevity. What is Kim Clark's secret to longevity in jazz? Longevity in jazz is study. Okay. You got to study. You got to understand this stuff. This is a this is like a chrysalis. It's like a a chrysanthemum. It's not like one little little one cell thing. You got to you got to. There's so many things and so many. Uh, approaches to understanding this music. You gotta, you gotta um, try to learn what your physical body can handle, and work your way around if you can't. And you know, longevity is living long. You have to be healthy. You have to, you know, you have to take care of your body. Uh, you have to cleanse a lot, and you know, um, watch what you eat. You know, watch what you say. <laughs> watch where you go. You know, look at the um, uh, 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 all of the sciences that will will, will teach you. Like, okay, uh, you look out the door and it's ninety degrees out there, and you're dressed in winter clothes. Come on, you have to you have to um, use mother wit. You have to not try not to piss people off, and if you do, you apologize. And if you're not wrong, well, then you just there's lots of more people in the world. <laughs> I don't know what you know. Um, uh, try to be happy. Try to be happy and try to study what you can, what break it down to what you think you need to know. And that's, uh, you know, and then, um, and know that you're not going to be, maybe some of us aren't, look, Charlie Parker, what do you die at 34? Everybody's not going to be a long living person. 
Um, but you want to try to make your life as long as possible if you if you're happy with life. Some people what? aren't happy with life. Okay. You have so, to adjust your focus. So do you feel that you have been appreciated in the world of jazz? Um, yes and no. Yes and no. I um uh, I, I value p- good personal relationships more so than being a star. Because, I mean, when Terry Thornton told me, she said, look, a star ain't nothing but a ball of gas. And <laughs> I tend to agree. When we go to the bathroom, we all pooping brown, right? I mean, come on. We all <laughs> eat food. We all, you know, we have to fast. You know, uh, we're the same, man. We're just like human species. You know, I bleed and my blood is a certain type that you need and, you know, you need a transfusion. I mean, we're, you know, uh, they're doing a lot of things in science that is very questionable and I can't say nothing about it, you know. And I'm um, I'm just hoping for that mankind wakes up and stops doing things to mess up the environment, you know. But what can you do? What can you do? I know I'm drifting. See, that's my thing. See, I know me. I'm a water sign. I got water, water, water. And um, it's very difficult for me to stay on one plane, you know. So so I have to um, d- deal with my own idiosyncrasies. I'm, there's a young lady out here now that's a, a violinist, and she's a, she's she says, please, she always excuses. She says, I have a, 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 a mental... Uh, some, someone of a handicap, and so please excuse me. This girl is going to be something else, and she's really coming up. And she, she's recognized certain things about her herself, and she's a, a she's a smart kid, and her mother's got her back. That's the main thing. Her mother's got her back, and she's working with a lot of different people and getting herself out there. And I saw that with another young lady, another young Asian lady, that her, her mother stage mom and, you know, her father, her stepfather was like, a, I guess, a millionaire or whatever, and took her around and brought her and introduced her to people who had festivals all around the world. And, you know, she's a good, good player and, you know, and so she's able to launch her career, you know, with the help of, of family backing, you know, so. I don't know. Oh. Okay, but you just Make came back. Shop, you just came back from presenting a workshop in Denmark. So yes. just we don't need to hear about the the students. We need to hear about what are you, you know, what are you teaching them? What are you lecturing on? Well, um. Well, you know, we we had some we had we had a we had a, a specific uh, goal that was given to us by the person who whose thing it was and said that we had to have a, te- a teachers a teachers conference a teachers concert rather so we had to prepare for that uh, we had um, at the end of the week had to pre- to present 
to, you know, their um, their pieces. Um, it was interesting because it was all around the um, campus. You had to go from one place to the other. Um, but what I was teaching, what I was sharing, because I can't say I was teaching because these people, you know, they they know jazz. They have uh, they have a, a love for Amer some American you know music. I brought them a piece of a couple of pieces to to work on and asked them what they wanted to work on um, for our show. Um, but when I had a, I had one day that I had to give a class and I definitely dealt with my with my Barry Harris stuff to share with them because I feel that it's um, uh, it's oh. How can I say it? You know how when you go in, you, t- you take classes and you see the cycle of fifths. When you g- go to a, take a math class, I mean a, a music class, and you see certain charts. And I think his musical approach is a secret of moving, and smooth moving, from one key to another, and understanding the structure of of Western music. I'm not going to say Eastern music because they use more than twelve notes. But I'm just talking about in tune twelve notes of music, and I shared some of that with the students. I always try to do that, um, and it helps me to remember it as well from my crappy memory. <laughs> but it helps keep me um, keeps me focused on what I need to work on and how to understand it. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't under Barry every. Day like a lot of the students were. Some of them were like devotees. They just stay with him. And they never even did gigs. Some of them. Um, but since I was gigging all the time, I would take. I try to go to class and learn something that I did not know before. Some kind of a thought, and go back and and add that to my quiver, so to speak, of things that I need to study and things that I think try out and see how it can help me with my improvisation and with my walking and all that stuff. Not so much the constant uh, uh, composing. I haven't been doing a lot of composing lately, but I've been trying to, um, as a as a basis, and trying to get my solos a little better. So it's really selfish and narcissistic, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, it's interesting to listen to musicians, you know, instrumentalists, because you it seems like you never stop learning, you know. Nope. That's why you say you practice, you know. Now, listen, mm-hmm. the first tune that we played was called Hot Sauce, and that was right. by Bertha Hope, right? That was, no, that was, a El- that was actually an Elmo Hope song. Oh, an Elmo Hope song, yeah. but it was... That was Elmo, one of Elmo Hope, and I'm trying to help. Uh, I'm trying to 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 promote. I wish I was a tour manager because I think that band is really hot. Um, uh, and uh, it's 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 a bebop. It's it's it should be heard more okay. as a, well, as a study in a certain genre of music. Mm-hmm. Well, you need you know. to contact some of the schools and just go in and, you know, do some concerts for the schools. I'd love to. I'd love to. College. I just. Oh, call them up. Right. York, uh, 
I did a concert in York called, uh, why don't you call the Lionel Hampton School out, Wisconsin, call, you know, call the school, tell them who you are, what you do, just like you told me. Mm-hmm. Now, who wrote? Well, you know what much? happened with me? I will say, I will say one thing. Can I just, just interject one second? I had mm-hmm. all my videos, 190-something videos, at this thing called Fandalism, and I had it hooked up to where you could go and see all the videos of different people that I've played with over the years, and they took it down. So it's like all the gathering that I would find, this video here, that video there, and put it in one spot, and they just, they took it down. And I'm like, what the heck? Because now I don't have, like, one single place except for a few of them that I had on my website. So... You, you know, it's like one step forward, two steps back. It's, uh, I need to, um, yeah, I have to get my program together, I guess. I need help. Well, <laughs> you have YouTube, YouTube videos? Yeah, I, I had 190-something videos. And they took me down? They, the whole thing was called vandalism.com, right? And you could, it was a, a website for musicians. Oh, and, oh, oh, yeah. And so they turned that into DistroKid. I guess they just decided. But, I mean, now all I, I, I don't have one centralized location to find all of the all of the ones that I've been, you know, finding. You know, but people take videos all the time. There were people taking videos last night at my gig. Right. You know, I was working with Pussy last night. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, I'm sure. You know. Mhm. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't. Agree. I'm the only. I don't have a crew, like a photography crew or a set, you know. And people are doing now. People nowadays are doing it at home. You know, video tape yourself at home. Just one person killing it out there, you know. But that's not my career. That was not my, I'm more of a people person with playing, you know? Okay, but the thing about it but, is with a nonprofit organization, that is what you can use the money for, to hire people to videotape you, photograph mm-hmm. you, document you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what right. the grant does. You know what? I'm I'm on the level that, I have a car that's old and uh, uh, codes on the car. <laughs> uh, I have to keep up with all my equipment. I've got to have strings, batteries, stool, uh, uh, stands for the various instruments, stands for the music. Make sure that the lights are working. Make sure this is the, all the cables got to be in. You know what I mean? This is um, – and people – I don't think if you don't if you don't have that experience or or um, not experience, it, it's frustrating. I've, I've got a lot of stuff to, to think about just to get to and from the gig and set up and just be ready and not lose anything, you know, on stage and then make make you know. I'm not like I said the business part. I I would prefer to have someone help me with that. Because my um, 
I'm dealing with my instruments. I have my, my uprighters in the shop now. I got to get that out soon, uh, next month, because I uh, my eyes are going. <laughs> I came off the stage, and I banged into it and knocked this very important piece called the bass bar out of it. Mm. And I was lucky that it, it, it made it through the next gig. It didn't have a great sound, but now it's in the shop, and they have to take the top off. That's going to be like I've got quoted – Seven thousand dollars get it fixed, mm-hmm. but luckily I found a place that will do it for two thousand. Now I bought my car for less than that, so <laughs> you know I'm um, calling colleges and all that. I wish I had some help with that. If I could find some interns to do that, to call colleges and then make sure that the writer is tight and all that. But I'm still um, scrumbling, as they call it. Well, the Jazz Foundation, they know how to write these grants. Yeah, they have to write them for themselves as well. They were yeah, but they can help yeah. you write some grants, too, for your nonprofit. Maybe. Yeah, you should ask. Maybe. Right. But um, I don't want to commingle funds. So the yeah, the um. In terms of Lady Got Chops and my own personal stuff, I don't use the funds from Lady Got Chops. Sometimes I even, I mean, most times when I work and do a gig that it's Lady Got, Got Chops funded, I don't even take the money. I just leave it in there, in the account, so that if I need someone else to help me during the year, like maybe somebody else needs to join the, you know, Bertha's band or something like that, I'll, I'll give them what I would have been paid, you know? I don't come yeah, in. I, I know it's crazy. But, but if you continue to do that, you're not going to be happy. Okay? You need to work it out that you are benefiting from it, too. So on that note, I'm going to play Ronnie Barrage's Celestial Moves that you're playing okay. on. Mm-hmm. And in thanks to Ronnie for giving me the chorus to teach at SUNY Music and Media. Okay. So we're going to play right. this. We'll be right back okay. with Kim Clark. Okay.
Celestial Moods by Ronnie Barrage with Kim Clark on bass. Who else is in that Uh, that was George George Mitchell, the pianist for um, Diana Ross. He lives in Cal- um, Washington, I think it's Seattle, or Portland. No, Portland, Oregon, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rob Sheps on saxophone, and Ronnie and myself, yeah. That was a group that I had called Magnus back in 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, Magnus. We did little tours. Magnus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, magnet. Okay. I was looking at this calendar. I don't know. Did you did you look at the LadyGuyChops.com page just by itself and scroll down? Yes. Okay. Now those, all those pictures. Um. I did the I did that in Paint, the Paint program. Right. And it's a lot. It, it's it was kind of time consuming, you know, yeah. but my cousin worked for, he worked for a magazine and he was telling me how to, how to, uh, handle the, uh, the mathematics so that you can make a poster out of it. You know what I mean? Like you had to, uh, get the bleed sizes and all that stuff together. So these were all posters, posters. The only one that did not turn out to be a good poster was the 18th one, and I didn't design that, unfortunately. That was when all those things got canceled. But that uh, purple, that purple base there was uh, there was blue skies uh, design. Mm-hmm. But um, I found it was luckier to keep the pictures going, get the pictures and put them on. Yeah. Well, keep you keep doing it. Keep doing it. We have one minute left. So, what do you okay. want to tell people about Lady Got Chops? Go. <laughs> well, just visit LadyGotChops dot com and and uh, I hope you have a pleasant experience checking it out. And you know, if you have a gig that you want to put up or something during the month of March, please contact me at uh, kimclark99 at gmail, and I'll, I'll put it on the calendar for this year. Or um, just tell me if you have something next year during March, if you have booked that early. <laughs> okay. So, that's it. Okay. Well, we're behind everybody to do that in 2024. So, Kim okay. is featured in Music Woman uh, 2021 Women Who Pluck Strings and Kim as always I love you love you too sis thank you so much for your inspiration over these years okay talk to you soon take care talk to you soon okay god bye. bless bye now WIJSF dot com Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally.